0: is the World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. Ukraine said it had launched quote offensive actions on the front line and had success near Bakhmut, a town in the country's east. The strikes appear to mark the beginning of Ukraine's much anticipated counter-offensive. Earlier, Russia said it had thwarted a quote, large-scale Ukrainian attack and killed 250 Ukrainian troops. According to Russia's defence ministry, the incursions originated from five different points along the front line in Donetsk, an eastern region. Mike Pence filed paperwork to enter America's presidential race before his formal campaign launched on Wednesday. He was a loyal lieutenant to Donald Trump as vice president, but split from his former boss after the Capitol insurrection when rioters chanted, quote, hang Mike Pence, over his refusal to overturn the 2020 election. About 5% of Republicans say they will vote for him. America's Securities and Exchange Commission charged Binance and its founder, Peng Chow, with violating multiple laws. The world's largest crypto exchange misled investors about its trading controls, according to the regulator, while secretly deploying customer assets to another entity owned by Mr. Chow. The activity amounted to an, quote, extensive web of deception, said the SEC. Binance denied the charges. The European Court of Justice ruled that the Polish government's reforms, to the country's judiciary in 2019 violated EU laws. The ECJ upheld the European Commission's judgment that the changes, which give politicians ultimate control over appointing and dismissing judges, mean the Polish Supreme Court is no longer independent or impartial. The EU has so far fined the country 500 million euros, 536 million dollars, over the dispute. IATA, a trade association for airlines, forecasts that the aviation industry will make $9.8 billion in profits this year, from $803 billion in revenues. In 2022, the sector lost $3.6 billion, but Willie Walsh, IATA's boss, said that carriers' profit margins remained, wafer-thin, despite the recovery. Airlines are expected to carry 4.4 billion passengers in 2023, 4% less than before the pandemic. Delfina Gomez, a former education minister of Mexico's ruling party, Morena, is set to win the governmentship of the country's most populous state, with around 52% of the votes. Her victory ends almost 100 years of dominance, by the opposition Institutional Revolutionary Party in the state of Mexico, which surrounds the capital city. The victory gives Morena momentum before next year's presidential election. Robert Hansen, a former FBI agent convicted of spying for the Soviet Union and later Russia, died in prison aged 79 in Colorado. Between 1985 and his capture in 2001, he compromised Quote numerous human sources and highly classified national security information, according to American authorities. Over the course of years, he was paid $1.4 million in cash and diamonds for trading secrets. And figure of the day 42% coal share of energy related carbon emissions in 2022. <laughs>
1: And now, here's a deeper look at the day ahead. The start of Ukraine's counteroffensive. On Sunday, Ukrainian forces launched what Russia's defense ministry called a quote, large-scale assault in the southeast of Donetsk province in eastern Ukraine. Russia claimed to have repulsed the attack, killing 250 Ukrainian soldiers and destroying 16 tanks. Sources told The Economist that Ukraine had in fact advanced 5 to 6 kilometers. The Ukrainian army is also understood to have regained territory in the western, southern, and northern suburbs of Bakhmut, the locus of fighting for much of the past year. Ukraine's attack probably marks the beginning of its long awaited counteroffensive, yet the main effort is probably still to come. The front is at least 900 kilometers long, and Ukraine has at least 12 new offensive brigades to deploy. So it is likely to be looking for Russian vulnerabilities, or creating them, before committing its strongest units. When the nine Western-supplied and trained brigades that Ukraine has built up over the past six months appear in force, any ambiguity over whether the offensive has started in earnest will be dispelled. Chris Christie takes on Donald Trump. After the midterms in 2022, Donald Trump's star seemed to be falling. Many of the former president's preferred candidates lost. But now his popularity is rising again. Republican primary voters prefer him to Ron DeSantis, his chief rival and Florida's governor, by more than 30 percentage points. Fearful of antagonizing his vocal supporters, Mr. Trump's Republican challengers for the 2024 presidential nomination refuse to criticize him. Chris Christie, who lost overwhelmingly to Mr. Trump in the Republican primary in 2016, appears to feel differently. The former governor of New Jersey will announce his bid on Tuesday in New Hampshire, and his campaign will, quote, tell it like it is. That, at least, is the name of the political action committee launched last week by Mr. Christie's allies. It was also his slogan in 2016. Mr. Christie supported Mr. Trump during his presidency, but lost faith when Mr. Trump refused to concede the 2020 election. He is betting that there are some like-minded Republicans left in the primary electorate. Inflation Expectations in the Eurozone In its fight against inflation, the European Central Bank must pay close attention to the expectations of markets and consumers alike. That is because inflation is, in part, what firms, workers, and consumers anticipate it to be. If workers predict that inflation will rise, for example, they will demand higher wages to compensate. March's uptick in consumers' inflation expectations was thus bad news for the ECB. Data released by the bank on Tuesday will show whether it was just a blip. Headline inflation in the eurozone peaked last October at over 10% and has recently fallen to just above 6%. Yet while retail energy prices are coming down, food prices are still rising at double-digit rates. That may have led consumers to expect higher inflation, which may in turn feed into wage negotiations. Take Germany's train workers. They have just rejected a 24-month offer of up to 12% higher wages, plus compensation worth 2,850 euros, or $3,050, for inflation as inadequate. Their belief may become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Stagnation in the Rainbow Nation There was a time when South Africa made international news for all the right reasons, from its transition to democracy to the triumphs of the Springboks rugby team. But these days, the government of the ruling African National Congress attracts attention mostly for its self-inflicted blunders. South Africa's diplomatic chumminess with Russia is alarming the West, on which the country depends for trade and investment. Its rolling power cuts, a product of years of corruption and mismanagement at the state-owned electrical utility, astonish outsiders and frustrate locals. South Africa's difficulties will be underlined by the release on Tuesday of its GDP figures for the first quarter of the year. If growth is negative, it will mark South Africa's third recession in five years. Even if the economy ekes out positive output, the results will be constrained by the impact of the power cuts on mines, farms and factories. South Africa has huge potential. It remains unfulfilled. The Extraordinary Lives of Arnold Schwarzenegger Arnold Schwarzenegger is no stranger to struggle. Raised by a brutal Nazi father in rural Austria, he started pumping iron at the age of 15. By 23, he had won Mr. Olympia, bodybuilding's most prestigious tournament, before conquering the worlds of film and politics. Arnold, a Netflix documentary series released this week, charts Mr. Schwarzenegger's extraordinary ascent. He moved to America in 1968, but only in the 1980s did he encounter a decade big enough to accommodate him. Despite his Austrian drawl, he transformed himself into a film star. His performance as the Terminator in the eponymous film series quickly became iconic. When California's Governor Gray Davis faced a recall election in 2003, Mr. Schwarzenegger ran for the office. In an eerily Trumpish episode, Mr. Schwarzenegger rode his fame to the governorship despite lacking political experience and accusations of groping women. His life must have been hard work, but the man once nicknamed the Austrian Oak barely seems to have broken a sweat. Daily Quiz our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 Hours GMT on Friday to Espresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown three winners on Saturday. Tuesday. Members of which profession were the first to hear of Jesus' birth according to Luke's Gospel? Monday What is the common name for the mature winter squash often used for seasonal decoration? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Thomas Mann, who was born on this day in 1875. Tolerance becomes a crime when applied to evil.